1: For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, we thought we've done enough talking about, you know, the Oscars. Uh, we've expressed our opinions. Do you have opinions? Do you have an opinion? I would hope
0: you do. What
1: were your thoughts about the Oscars telecast last night? We'd love to hear from you on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. 651-641-1071. That is the number to share your thoughts.
0: Okay, as uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show there was no host that was a big deal so we talked kind of about how we felt that went and both of us actually were on board for it Mm -hmm. and I remember actually saying um because it was just like an hour ago that I wouldn't be surprised if you know uh the ratings were maybe mediocre um you know maybe a little bit uh better because Frankly, it was just a great telecast, nothing like, you know, there weren't fireworks, but it certainly wasn't the train wreck that a lot of people suggested that it was going to be with Mm -hmm. no host. The only other example of an Oscars with no host we had was a flaming train wreck, but it uh, involved
1: Sleeping Beauty and Rob Lowe. Look it
0: up. We now have some actual numbers. So if you would like to know, according to very preliminary numbers, Sunday night's host free 200 minute ABC telecast uh, was actually up a little bit. Wow. It looks like it scored a 21.6 rating in the metered market households. That's up 14% from last year's 18.9, which did mark an all time low and ultimately translated into the smallest audience ever. So, again, mediocre audience, but it actually did a little bit better than last year. So, you can't say that the Oscars made a bad decision by not having a host. It certainly didn't hurt. Uh, as compared. Um, oh, and actually, I take that back. It looks like there's another update. The Oscars delivered 25.5 million total viewers, up 5% uh, percent from last year's Fast Nationals. Finals will be available late Monday afternoon. What that means is, honestly, again, it, it went up a little bit as compared to last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm really not surprised because, again, I think there were also a number of reasons why people would be tuning in because we had questions, right? So some of the questions were, what does a host-free Oscars look like? Um, There were rumors that were percolating just before the Oscars on Sunday. On Friday we and Thursday, we were hearing rumblings of possible um, rumors that Whoopi Goldberg would be a surprise host. Uh, And I think people were kind of... Paying attention to that and wondering if they did tune into the Oscars, what were they going to see? Would there be any surprises? Now, I would say there really weren't any big surprises.
0: Which was, and uh, I was delightful. okay with
1: that. Exactly.
0: Um, if I were gonna, you know, if we were gonna look back on hosts past, is there, cause I have some numbers just in front of me, which might, you might find interesting, of the uh, hosts that we've had in the past. Uh, Is there a particular host that you enjoyed uh, watching the Oscars Um, or thought probably did a very good job?
1: I I remember thinking, you know, I didn't hate Ellen DeGeneres hosting it because she was relatively, you know, she's amicable. She's lovely. She's kept it going. Um, Her stunts weren't obnoxious.
0: Well, it's interesting that you say that because in the last 10 years, uh, or I should say the last 10 Oscars with hosts, she actually had uh, the largest audience, 43 huh. some million people. And that was in 2014. Yeah. Um, also performing really, really well the year before that was Seth MacFarlane and Steve Martin Alec Baldwin back in 2010 also did a really uh, bang up job in terms I of ratings. The ratings have um, really bombed last year with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Like It went to 26 million as compared to um, the 40 some that. Ellen's audience drew
1: six five one six four one one zero oh, seven one. Your thoughts on the telecast last night Paul is on the line Let's talk Hi. to Paul. Hi, Paul Hi Paul How you doing? See listen I, I enjoyed it I, I didn't think it, it was lacking in too much I, I do enjoy it When there is a, a good host uh, But Recently there haven't been too many good ones it, it flowed pretty good The one thing that annoyed me the most last night about Was, was the uh, best actor award Went to um, uh, what was Remy Malik
0: from uh, he, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody,
1: and the, the, the reason I say that is because he did not do his own singing. Right, you know, you know and I know that was a thing they used to do back in the fifties. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, it's West Side Story. Uh, she she didn't sing. Marnie Nixon was uh, the voice of a lot of these stars back in the fifties and sixties, but it just seemed. Uh, you know, odd that he would get an award for lip syncing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul, for your yeah. call. And, you know, it's interesting because I, it, that was one of, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. So I can't speak to Remy Malik's performance in that movie. Yep. But Hollywood loves. Those biopics, they love seeing an actor inhabit a role of an actual person who existed, who we know, who we are familiar with. And I don't know, I'm sort of on the fence about that because at that point, it does just feel like it's a really good impression, right?
0: I will say, you know, I did see the movie and I think, and I was talking to Dawn a little bit about this movie um, earlier today, there is something about that film that will stick with you. And I know that people have issues. See, This is the thing. Like people just have feelings about the film. Like you Mm -hmm. watch it and you have a feeling and that's your gut. And that's, you know, like it's not a very mm, scientific experience, you know, watching movies and then having opinions Mm -hmm. about like what should win an Oscar. And I will say having watched it, there is something sticky about that film that I understand why a lot of, the Academy selected it. Mm -hmm. Now I did not watch all the other films that were or all the other films that had people nominated. So again, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but I will say for that film, there was something very sticky about his performance, even in a movie that overall there were some questions that I would have about it, but there was something about his performance in particular that was very like I always judge when I'm thinking about a movie beyond the theater that's when I know that there's that something it, to it, right? Yeah. And you just, I just had all these questions. So it doesn't surprise me. It certainly is not the, the um, it certainly was not the pick that a lot of people would have made.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it, I think it did surprise people uh, a lot. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to talk about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Okay. Um, Bradley Trainer is really excited about what they did on well, the stage yesterday. Really not really- and um, well, and, tell me you are. Uh, I actually kind of am. Oh, um, and I do want to talk a little bit about um, his girlfriend, special person, Irina Shake, who was sitting between them in the audience, uh, and maybe what she might have thought about their performance lady gaga and bradley cooper after this on my talk 107 well i think one of the big moments that a lot of people were wanting to see last night on the oscars telecast was bradley cooper and Lady Gaga singing the hit song Shallow, Shallow. from A Star is Born. And uh, I don't know, I, I was excited to see it. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainor, Um and Bradley Trainer. I
0: am just, you know, look, I'm not saying it was bad because that would, you know, that would be rude. They weren't, they did not do a bad job last night, but... I am so ready to be done with these two. We have spent how long waiting for this moment?
1: Um, lo- A long time. A
0: long time. A long time. I feel like ever since Lady Gaga started doing stadium tours, it was only a matter of time before this happened. And really, it's actually not Lady Gaga alone that I have issues with. It's sort of the cult of Lady Gaga that follows her wherever she goes and, oh, my God, last night on the feed, I was like, what is everybody drinking? What is this Kool-Aid and where did these people get this? That um, everybody is just eating it up like it's amazing.
1: Well, so what's been interesting to watch is how the narrative has changed, right? Since It's almost like they, they wrote the storyline of how this movie was going to be promoted and then kind of sustain until the Oscars, right? Because at first it was really just Lady Gaga's performance. And then it was that she was doing the rounds and doing her 100 people in the room and 99 don't believe and blah, 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 blah. And then she was singing at the Grammys. And then suddenly there was this undercurrent of are she and Bradley Cooper a couple? And that's been the thing that has driven people to the moment that we saw on the stage last night. And I think that that might be one of the things that was possibly driving you all the way batty.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I think she overacts terribly. I didn't see the movie. So like for me to have genuine opinions about who should and shouldn't win awards, I totally divorce myself from that race because I can't have an opinion about it. I didn't see the movie. You didn't mm-hmm. see the movie, right? Right. No,
1: I did. Oh, I you, saw you did the movie. see it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, I didn't see the movie. So that's that. But with in, in terms of Lady Gaga, anything she does, it is so over the top. And so, like, she's that kid in high school, and you all know them, if you were in drama club, because I was, who's like, I am an actor, and I am acting. Now, do I think she has talent? Absolutely. In fact, I go to great pains always to tell people, I'm like a huge Lady Gaga fan when Mm -hmm. it comes to her music. I think she can sing. I think she can write. I think she can... You know, belt out the hits. She's like a, you know, she's essentially a drag queen. So Mm -hmm. I respect her for all of those talents. But this like insane um, march toward the Oscar and just every time she comes into a room, she has to suck all the oxygen out of it. I like it gets to be a bit much. Mm -hmm. And that's what drives me up a wall. Also, because we know what about Hollywood?
1: Nothing is real and everyone smokes.
0: Yeah. So like I realize that what I'm seeing, I don't like to just go. Okay, that's awesome. That's totally what's happening. I like to think about things. Right. And there's a lot for me to think about when it comes to Lady Gaga and the kind of career she's crafting for herself. Um it doesn't mean I hate her or like I I despise her more than anything. It's just so much. Well,
1: and it's incredibly dramatic. She's it's so incredibly dramatic. dramatic.
0: And the other problem that I have uh particularly against me is that I'm not a huge fan of Bradley Cooper and I never really have been. Mm-hmm. It kind of um Again, there's something... I was talking uh, with someone earlier today about it. There's something not genuine. And that's a judgment. That's my Mm -hmm. judgment. I get it. But there's something not genuine about him in public that I question. And so then I'm always like, what is he like what's what's really actually going? happening? Yeah. There. So there's, and then when you put the two of them together, and they're all like, "Oh, I love you so much, I love you," oh. and everybody's like, "Oh my god, I got pregnant watching those two last night." I'm like, did you? That's what gets you pregnant. Okay. Anyway, that's that's my two cents. Um, but I realize I'm on an island. According to my social media feed, uh, you know, I'm I'm very careful to talk about it on social media because. The troll army will come for me.
1: You must be careful. Well, I will say one of the things that uh, the one of the perspectives that many have shared over social media and otherwise is wondering how Irina Shake, the significant other, at least as far as we know of Bradley Cooper felt about that performance. Right. Because to your point, the two of them on stage were getting a little lovey. I mean, they they were like in character as they performed shallow. uh, And everybody's
0: like, Oh, you can't tell me they didn't have sex. (laughs) Like, actually I can because they're actors (laughs) and they are acting (laughs) just because they maintain eye contact. doesn't mean they had to have an intense romantic relationship. In fact, if they had an intense romantic relationship, they would like not have to stare at each other. Because I don't know if you've ever had one of those. Maybe some people in the audience haven't. A lot of the times, you're like, "Are you even in the room right now?"
1: You might be busting a lot of people's bubbles,
0: Brad. I know, but that's my job. <laughs> this is okay. job. He
1: likes to do that. I'm looking at the feed. People were really impressed with this. They well, were. a lot of people were, but it's I will, trending. It's women, I will say, women are like I, either. It's, this woman said, either. Gaga totally in love with him, or he's to, or he's totally in love with her, or I know nothing about love, and they're both acting. <laughs> well, here's the <laughs> thing, though, um, because his his girlfriend, his significant other, Irina Shayk, had been sitting between the two of them all night long, mm-hmm. between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga all night long. And uh, a Spice Girl, can you guess which Spice, uh, was very concerned <laughs> about how she Mel felt. B. Exactly. Yeah. Mel B inserting herself into the story. Uh, she said that they had the look of love, but she was. She said, I would like to think it was part of the performance um, because th- she didn't really like what they were doing flaunting in front of mm-hmm. Irina Shake. Again, you guys, we need to not, We don't need to be invested in their on stage relationship yeah. because they were performing a song for us. They weren't performing a relationship that is separate from what they did. But as far as the song goes, I like that song. Yeah, but do you like And I when you, liked the performance
0: when you like some? OK, so fine. So I get that, you know, like people had their, you know, climax mm-hmm. last night, their Lady Gaga climax with Bradley Cooper. I'm hoping we're done. Like, is this the last time we're going to see them in public performing together?
1: I think it probably is. I mean, there's when's, there's not another opportunity. Like, watch,
0: they'll show up next year, like, to hand <sighs> out an award. And in order to do so, we're going to have to perform.
1: Wait, I, do we have any other award shows where they might get awarded?
0: No. Okay, I, good, I think, then we're fine. I think we're done.
1: Okay, good. But, then that was it. Yeah, And maybe that's why it was so emotional. Maybe that's why, you know, they were having that look of love. between. I also get
0: that, like, for some people, they don't think about it that much. And they're just like, which makes me sound like I'm patronizing people, but I'm not. Like, I get that some people just don't care enough to, like, have an opinion. They're like, they looked cute and they were great. And it was an awesome song. Okay, awesome. But I just, I, you know. You
1: didn't have time for it. I, I.
0: I, there are other people. Here is a perfect example of somebody that I totally buy on stage okay, who, who won an award last night. Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Oh. When she won for Best Actress, I thought, now that is a professional. That is an actress. That is a woman who is having, like, genuine emotions, but is not, like, bending over backwards to be theatrical about it. She, you know, she just, she's having a genuine moment, but also realizes the absurdity of what she's doing and the time and place in which she's doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's important for her and for her career, but it's not the most important thing in her life, right?
1: Right, right. And that's one of the things I think that gets lost in the Oscars sometimes is that, It is a huge, huge honor to win and to be able to perform and to be recognized at the Oscars. But at the end of the day, when you dial it all the way back behind all the glitz and glamour and the designer gowns and the pomp and circumstance and the rich, amazing celebrities that are surrounding you in a room like that, this is an award that was created between... Industry people yeah. to award I mean, It industry is what people. it is. It's awesome exactly. in the
0: moment, but it's not going to define you for the rest of your exactly.
1: life. Exactly. Uh, all right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. And uh, yes, it is Oscar themed. We're sticking with the Academy Awards. We call these celebrities behaving badly D bags on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Can oh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly? Debergs.
0: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
1: What do you I got, got a Trainer?
0: Team for you. Okay. And her name is Farah Abraham. Oh. You know, we haven't talked about Farrah Abraham, but she was actually at the Oscars last night. Did you know this? In, like, in addition to Marie Kondo.
1: At the Oscars. I mean. In the Dolby Theater. No, she
0: was not at the Dolby Theater. But what she was, was at the Roger Neal Oscar viewing dinner.
1: Okay. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is I either. don't know who Roger Neal is.
0: Right? So, Farrah Abraham, and guess who her date was?
1: Oh, her daughter, Sophia.
0: <sighs> Which, can we just talk about the fact that...
1: I'm worried about that child. I'm
0: worried about mm-hmm. that daughter who just celebrated how many years old? Uh
1: 11? 10? 10. 10?
0: And remember where did they celebrate their birthday at party? At a
1: brewery.
0: At a brewery. Mm-hmm. So she brought yes. her daughter to free food mm-hmm. at a pub mm-hmm.
1: to celebrate for Instagram for 10th birthday.
0: So she, As one does. She brought her mini me uh and they're wearing uh matching gowns and Jeez. uh one of them was probably wearing panties, and it's not the mom. Okay.
1: And we're talking about that?
0: I mean, I'm just saying it's fair, Abraham. And I, so I, I was like, clearly she had to be doing something for the Oscars, correct? Right. And sure enough, there she was at um, the Roger Neal Oscar Viewing Dinner Icon Awards, which is a thing. Now, this took place in L.A. So she was technically in L.A. And then I was looking up a little bit about this thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Roger and Lynn Neal, they're the founder and chairman of the annual Oscar night event. They announce, along with their partners, Marianne and Thomas Lye, the fourth annual Roger Neal Oscar viewing dinner suite at an after party. Okay. And they do some stuff. They had a and b pop sensation, Roger Neal, his dancer's. With some other people in a live band, okay, and they had some guests performing music from the twenties and thirties. I mean,
1: who else is there? And did she buy tickets or was she invited? And I just have a lot of questions.
0: Well, it looks like um, Loretta Swit was there.
1: Oh, well, that's kind of a big deal. I oh, mean, yeah, no. or was it oh, a lookalike? Are, yeah, no, she, that, oh, okay. she was
0: actually one of the honorees at this particular dinner. Hmm. Uh, Frank Stallone was there.
1: I don't know. I, I think which that's Stallone the brother is that? of
0: uh, Sylvester. Okay. Right.
1: Okay. So, like, you know, some some next level. Over
0: 100 stars of film and TV were there, including but not limited to Fair Abraham. Oh, the event is by invitation only.
1: Oh, okay. That see that answers my question. Who invited her? Now, I an, which yields another question.
0: Do you know? Okay, here's the question. Oh my God, Joanne Worley was there. Well, now I, I next year I want to go.
1: Um, How do we get invited thing, to this right? thing?
0: Because Joanne Worley was there. Anyway, um, fair Abraham, seriously, this woman has like a life and I can't for the life of me figure out why other than the obvious one. Yeah.
1: Do you want to say what it is? She had
0: the sex mm-hmm. on the camera. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's why First she keeps off getting invited the camera. to camera.
1: And then had a child and then got a TV show Oh, yeah, because of it. teen
0: mom. She, yeah. So she got this all because she is a teen mom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then and then she, she had the camera. Had the like pretend sex tape, which wasn't a sex tape. But mm-hmm. it just happened to be that her lover in the sex tape was a star of stage and screen Pern. porn porn. Mm-hmm. And um, then she was like, oops, they leaked my porn tape. And then the people that filmed it were like, "Yeah, no, we actually filmed it. We're a porn studio. Yeah. We're making millions of dollars, and you're selling silicone versions of your body parts mm-hmm. online.
1: Mm-hmm. And now she's traipsing and now down she's the red sitting carpet. at a
0: table with Joanne Worley. Mm-hmm. And what and are I we feel doing? like, I am losing out to life." <laughs> So we're
1: sitting on our couches ordering pie from Perkins. That was you. Via DoorDash. You. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank so anyway.
1: You. Uh, okay. So uh, my D bag. Oh, wait. Sorry. Oh, really quickly.
0: I I forgot to mention Love Boat's Bernie Capel was there.
1: Which one is that?
0: I think Bernie was the gopher. gopher? Yes.
1: Okay. Well, see, now I really am jealous. Okay. Uh, my D bag for last night's Oscars. Yeah is whoever designed that stage.
0: He was Doc, by the way.
1: Sorry. Oh, okay. Thank you.
0: Who designed the stage at the Oscars? Yeah. Okay, tell me more. Well... What was wrong with the stage? Did you... It, it looked like a big wig.
1: Okay, so you say wig. Piece. Other people likened it to uh, the hairstyle of a certain world leader. Oh. Um, but one Kim Jong-un. of... Jong-un? No, but also probably applicable. But one of the other very popular um, corollaries that people were drawing was that they thought that the stage looked like a gigantic lady bit, lady part, Ew, lady I lower Darby.
0: God, where are people's brains? Well,
1: did, but did you look at the stage? I will tell you, I did not notice what was happening on the stage until it was pointed out to me by social media. Okay. And the number of different corollaries that they were drawing to the stage. It was, I don't quite understand what kind of abstractness was trying to happen, but there was sort of an orchid vibe. Maybe it was very wavy and a lot of different sort of levels. And, you know, once somebody suggests to you that the stage looks a little bit like Lady Bits, you kind of can't unsee it. So now I want you to all imagine with me. Lady Bits look like that? I'm just saying. What kind of Lady Bits? I'm just saying when you start to see celebrities emerging from the lady bits, you think you're having a whole different experience, you know, just. And there's Julia Roberts being born onto the stage. I will
0: say to me, it looks like a, a wig. Mo Rocca said it looked like Dame Edna's wig. Some people said it looked like Trump's wig. Yes. Or, not just wig, it's real hair, real
1: hair. Um, it just was not a good look is all I'm saying. And I'm not entirely sure why they opted to go with that sort of. Kind of skin flappy look. Don't say skin flappy. But that's what it looks like. It just sort of looked like, I don't know, I wasn't into it, and it was ugly, and uh, I'm going to say that the person who designed it was the D-Bag, because now I can't look at it without thinking about Lady Bits. Okay. so
0: I will say that there were 1,250 Swarovski crystal strands painstakingly hung above the Dolby stage, weighing 1,600 pounds, and they were not meant to look like Donald Trump's hair. That's Mm -hmm. according to a CNN article. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Ah, Well, listen, uh, in the run-up to the Oscars, we did have a lot of conversations about how long the telecast usually lasts. Right, yeah, and we were saying, you know, we really think it should be below three hours. Well, the Academy came up with a great idea. Yeah,
0: they had a bunch of great ideas. Uh,
1: but one of them that we were really s- square behind was that they were going to not televise some some of the awards and instead package them and show them to us a little bit later in the telecast. Yeah. we thought that sounded yeah, so like you'd a great still idea. See
0: them. It's just that they would be edited down for time, and they were maybe some of the categories that the average viewer. Uh, wouldn't be as heavily invested in as, say, you know, the ones that they wait till the very end to do. And the reason they wait till the very end to do them is because they're the ones that everybody wants to see.
1: Exactly. Well, we were behind that, but Hollywood was not. And so they changed their mind and they put those awards back in. Well, when we come back, we want to show you (laughs) exactly what that really meant. Yeah. When they put the awards back in the telecast. You're going to hear us
0: say things like,
1: are you happy now? So just really? buckle in, because okay. it's coming okay. after this on my talk one zero seven one. Well, for a short period of time, we thought that the Oscars telecast would be shorter, because they were going to eliminate the televising of some of the awards that maybe we weren't as excited about. But there was an outcry from Hollywood, and they changed their mind. Well, we on The Colleen and Bradley Show, my talk one zero seven one, streaming live at MyTalk107.1.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, want you to hear... What you might have missed had we kept it the way that it was intended. So
0: remember how we were all, they're going to take some of these awards, the lesser known awards. <gasps> oh, how dare you? I know they're very important awards, especially in the world of film. And they should be honored with respect and digni- dignity, a lot of the things and all the things, okay? Okay. So, um, however, Mm -hmm. we're dealing with like an almost four hour situation Mm -hmm. and we got to cut some stuff down because ratings are kind of going down. Mm -hmm. And um, one of those uh, things were actually, I think, like four and they were going to cut some of them down. Anyway, they decided not to because everybody like said, you know, freaked out, freaked out, as you said. Well, then we got what. Everybody wanted, Mm -hmm. which was those awards Mm -hmm. live, live in the moment, unedited, not packaged, Mm -mm. not cut down for time to kind of make them clear and concise Mm -mm. and a wonderful little audio package. So boom, boom, they still get the recognition that they deserve because they work real hard and they're professionals. And I would want to be recognized, too. No, instead, we got something. Well, let's just listen to what we got. Shall we we have a little listen?
1: For achievement in makeup and hairstyling.
0: Greg Canham, Kate Biscoe and Patricia Dehaney for Vice. Uh, thank you, Anna Perna, our great director, Adam McKay, uh, Christian Bale. What a, Oh, you're here.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. That's you. read that? <laughs>
0: No, I already did, go ahead.
1: uh, Plan plan B, Gary Sanchez, the Voting Academy members and our fellow nominees from the UK and Sweden, thank you.
0: Christian Bale, you're fantastic. You're so great to work with and create with and everything, thank you.
1: Amy Adams, thank you for bringing us up to your level of commitment. Sam Rockwell and the 150 other SAG members. Great job. Susan, Jeff, oh, oh. Susan Matheson.
0: Jeff Waxman and uh,
1: Jennifer Maidenlock.
0: Jennifer Matiloff.
1: <laughs> our DP, Greg Frazier, our scripty, Kate, and Paula Williams, Jamie Kelman, Adrian Moreau, Wesley Wafford, Christina Walton. Oh, oh now you're talking about. Chris fast. Any okay, Eric corn. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Brian okay, oh. so, Wade. No, dude. You guys, make best, it stop. Make it okay. stop. <laughs> so you guys, you were all. No, we need to have these swords because they're the most important thing, and they can't be edited for time. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then, could somebody have just said, "Okay, guess what? We're going live to you." Have your uh, poop in a group Mm -hmm. and get ready to get on that stage. Mm -hmm. Give your thank yous Mm -hmm. and show people why we can do this and still be on a schedule. Yeah, you should have given. You're a professional. (laughs) Like hire me next year. I will show up backstage and be like, "All right, you got ninety seconds." First of all, who thought that was a good idea? That we're going to have three people, we're we're each in turn going to say things. Like, I get what they were probably doing, like, oh my god, you guys, we all are going to go up there together, and we're going to be one, and I'm going to say a word, and you're going to say a word, and then you're going to say a word, and then we'll repeat. The problem is, clearly in the ecstasy of the moment, they couldn't execute simple things such as I say one thing you say the next thing and so they're like doing this like stage management thing out loud in front of everybody meanwhile I'm sitting on the couch going
1: Mm -hmm. I told Mm -hmm. you so Mm-hmm. that was, it was now, painful. Now, I feel bad
0: for them, right? Like, because anybody in that position, like, I would be mortified mortified that my moment to shine on the stage. You will never, I mean, God bless you, maybe you will, but most people, you're going to have that one moment. You're standing in the spotlight, and you're like...
1: <gasps> okay, but to that point, Bradley, God, to that God. point, I would like to say... Because you're nominated for an award, there is a possibility that your name will be called. And then you'll have to walk up to the front and you'll have to say you better some better believe things.
0: if Colleen and I get nominated for an award. I've
1: already practiced <laughs> our speech.
0: We are ready to go.
1: We have it thank ready. Thank you.
0: I would like to thank everyone mm-hmm. and God and all of that. And also you two, the audience. Good night. I mean, like. Yes. Just.
1: There is, But my point is this, you've practiced. When you're nominated, you've practiced. You've thought about what that moment is going to look like. You've talked to the people that you're going to go up there with. You've said to them, first I talk, then you talk, then you talk. Let's make sure we thank these people. You've done it. You're supposed to have. Yeah. I don't know why they also, did not. I don't mean to shame them. Congratulations no, on your but gigantic like it's award. just
0: hilarious that like the one award, one of the four awards that we were going to, you know, put together in a nice little package, maybe edit it down for time. Mm-hmm. They're still going to get the thing award live. They're going to still see everybody. They're still going to get to thank all their people and do their thing. You can even watch it live on the live stream as it happens. Like that, you know, that wasn't good enough. Okay, well, it's kind of hilarious then that the first award that was going to get axed or not axed, the the first award that was going to get shoved in a different place, Mm -hmm. couldn't even accept the award, and literally, it was the first moment of the telecast that threw everything off. It, uh, the rails it
1: literally sucked all the air right out of the Everybody room was probably because like, they needed ah, it because they were ah. about to pass out
0: everybody's like oh god remember that whole complaining thing we did to yeah. try to get them this chance now luckily for the rest of the awards that had that uh, you know uh that
1: were going to be put in in that
0: cinematography film corner. editing live action short those all went you know swimmingly yeah just fine except for that one there was that one um it was the document was it the documentary they did not do a good job with acceptance speeches. That solo yeah. movie.
1: Oh yeah. That couple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but and I do you do understand that some of the bigger actors, some of the bigger directors, some of the bigger they they know how to you know, they've done it before. They've gotten they're up on actors. the stage and they're actors, right. Yeah. So you can kind of understand why people who aren't in front of the camera all the time. Might be a little bit fumbly, and we would be gracious with awkwardness. Oh, and totally, but that everybody was, uh, was like, gracious. Next level. But
0: come on, I everybody had to be sitting there going, "Oh god, oh god." Well, you know what's oh interesting is like
1: that's the show that I want to watch. I've been thinking about this. The pieces that we get to see on the telecast are polished for the most part over that one. And you know, and they look beautiful, but what we don't get to see is so much stuff that happens in the breaks and that's the stuff I want to see. I was delighted first of all that Remy Malik was okay when he fell off the stage, but I saw You were saw, delighted
0: that he fell no, off the stage? No, I was what? delighted
1: when I saw the story of Remy Malik falling off the stage. Again, he's fine, so I'm happy he's fine. But there was so much about it that I was like, that is kind of fascinating because this is the stuff we don't see. It happened in a break. He was standing at the edge of the stage holding onto his Oscar and he literally fell off the side of the stage and the paramedics had to come and treat him. But what you see in somebody shared a tweet of a video of it actually happening and it's, and it's taken from the point of view of the stage into the audience in this break where Remy Malik falls off the stage you see almost every single seat in the Dolby theater empty yeah when I think about emptying an entire theater because they got I don't know whatever they're gonna go out and get something to drink maybe go to the bathroom they're shuffling around the seat fillers have to come in yeah when think about how long it takes to empty the Orpheum after you've seen a a play there yeah it takes forever, but they are doing this like in and out of every break they're just like. I'm like, that is a show for me. Yeah, that is fascinating. I'm sure they're
0: like, okay, you know, I'm sure there's a big TikTok timer Mm -hmm. and they know like, you know, I'm sure it's like a well-oiled machine. But it would be interesting to see like somebody, you know, how it's made behind the scenes at the Oscars. Or
1: like they get off the stage. They've got their Oscar in hand. We saw a little video of Lady Gaga in the wings coming out and being like, I need a drink. Somebody give me a drink. But I want to see that. What are the first things out of people's mouths as they get backstage? There's a whole different show going on back there. And that's my show. That's the one I want to see. So I'm here for that. Now, I wondered if uh, any of that was shown on the uh, live stream. And do you know, did they end up going ahead with that live stream? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, because the purpose of the live stream really was so that people could see all those awards given out. Yeah, In so I, you know,
0: I will be curious. The other thing, as I was reading about, and if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about um, y'all wanted uh, longer Oscars and to see all those awards get awarded, and they did. And then when we were treated to them, we were like, uh, uh, okay. Um, But to that end, uh, I will say that uh, as I was reading about that particular kerfuffle that the Oscars walked into, walked into unawares because everyone knew that that was going to happen mm-hmm. a long time ago. In fact, I think the Academy actually voted for that. Uh, I don't have the article in front of me now. But what I'm saying is there were a lot of people sort of doing that Hollywood thing where somebody complains. It sort of takes off in a viral way on social media, Uh etc. Or in just the media. And so then everybody starts to pile on where they're like, oh, well, of course, we don't want to, you know poo poo these people as if like movers and shakers in Hollywood's aren't you know peeing on the little people right left right and center constantly and always mm-hmm. meaning you know like the only time they rushed to everybody's defense to make sure they had their time on the on the stage is when you know it seemed like the virtuous thing to do right
1: right and then everybody hopped on board yeah, of
0: course which is you know that's Hollywood for you. Yeah.
1: When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you may have heard that Spike Lee had a kind of a negative reaction to the award for best picture. Paul McGuire Grimes is going to help break that down for us and tell us what that was really all about to the best of his ability after this on my talk one oh seven one.
0: Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience.